Chapter 1 Church Camp is my version of hell on earth. Not literal fire and brimstone, mind you, but pretty much the most uncomfortable situation you can imagine. In case you weren't already aware, I was one of those kids you'd inevitably want to smack across the face within a few minutes of meeting me. I was mouthy, opinionated, and bossy. Oh, and I had a tendency to lie when it suited my purpose, too. While that didn't garner me a lot of friends as a kid, I was less likely to be kidnapped by pedophile perverts, so it was a glass-half-full situation. When I was 14, in an effort to get me to see the light, and frankly to get me to stop smoking the pot, that's what my mother called it anyway, my parents shipped me off to a week-long church camp in the sticks. The camp was supposed to be a way for me to make friends and learn discipline through Bible classes, swimming, and tetherball. Yeah, I never understood the function of a ball on a string either. For the record, I didn't do either that summer, make friends or learn discipline, that is. Big surprise, huh? On the first night at church camp, which was out in the middle of nowhere, mind you, all of the camp leaders gathered everyone on the baseball field and promptly informed them that they had to burn their rock and roll paraphernalia in big metal garbage cans because it was the devil's music. I had no intention of doing that, so I gently declined. Of course, when I say gently, it might not be as gentle as, say, you would decline. But the fact that I only used one expletive is the definition of gentle for me. The first way they tried to change my mind was through peer pressure. That didn't work, of course. I'm not someone who cares what other people think about me. In fact, I actually thrive off the dislike of others sometimes. The second thing they tried to do was reason with me. That didn't work either. The word no one would ever use to describe me was reasonable. As a last resort, they locked me in the chapel overnight to think about things. You want to know what I thought about? It wasn't about burning my Motley Crue denim jacket, that's for sure. Fire was involved in my ultimate plan, though. I was just trying to figure out how to ignite the chapel without killing myself. If I took a few of the camp leaders out with the fire, hey, it was justifiable homicide. They were ruining my buzz. The next morning, the portly pastor, who insisted we call him Pastor Lenny, blah, entered the church in his paisley shorts to gauge my new and improved attitude. It wasn't pretty. Despite my use of, shall we say, colorful metaphors, I was let out to have breakfast and attend classes, but when nightfall came, I was given the same option of burning my rock paraphernalia or sleeping in the church. I opted for the church. If these freaks thought they were going to break me down, they had another thing coming. I was not going to drink the Kool-Aid. The next day, the same thing happened all over again. At this point, I was demanding to call my parents. Yes, I wanted my mommy and daddy at that point, and was being told that wasn't an option. While my parents wanted me to learn some discipline, I seriously doubted this is what they signed up for. I started to hatch my escape plan. Just call me Batman. On the third day, there was a decided buzz in the air, and not the good kind, where the camp leaders were concerned. 
I watched them for cues as to what was going to happen, but they weren't letting on. All of a sudden, the camp's short little yellow bus—no, the irony isn't lost on me—came barreling through the volleyball pitch, and the bus driver was nearly in a panic. Get in! No one did. Get in! He commanded again. I couldn't help but notice the sweat stain spreading down his back. Gross. I didn't want to go anywhere near him. Why? I really didn't want to have anything else to do with these people. I was hoping everyone else would get in and leave me behind at this point. You know, the bitchy inherit the camp sort of thing. Pastor Lenny had arrived in the middle of the melee when I wasn't watching, and I was surprised to see he was almost smiling, despite the undercurrent of panic that was currently making its way through the crowd.